from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thank you for joining us, and Happy New Year to you. Dalton is with us in Indianapolis to start this hour. Hi, Dalton. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Sure. What's up? So about a year ago, um, soon after I got my first job, I invested into an IUL due to talking to my parents' financial advisor. And since after having kind of seen some of your work and I saw one of the videos you guys talking about it and I kind of looked into it myself, I kind of decided I would like to get out of this. However, the problem is, is there's a surrender charge. So I have about, um, I've invested since last November and I have about like $1,500 invested. But if I were to try, I can't transfer it into anything else. And if I try to leave it, I'd be left with $400. And the uh, surrender charge doesn't go away until like another uh, 10 years. And I'd have to keep investing. So I'm not sure what to do about this. Well, it sounds like you've lost $1,100 to me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, make note that this guy screwed you Mm -hmm. putting you into this product. I mean, put you in a product that the only way you avoid surrender charges is 10 years. Mm -hmm. Oh man. How old are you? Uh, 20. Good Lord. Man, I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. is we file this one under stupid tax, and we've all paid our version of it. But I hate that you have to deal with this and lose that yeah. 1,100. But it's the, not only other, the only other option is continue to pay them money and lose even more. Yeah. What are you yeah, paying into this thing? Um, it's 150 a month. Oof. What do you make? Um, twenty-two thousand a year. Oh my gosh. Gosh. What do you do for a living, Dalton? I'm a diesel technician. Okay. All right. Well, um, as painful as it is, and I'm, I'm hurting with you right now, and I'm kind of angry at this character for putting you in this thing. Um, as painful as it is, I, I would stop now. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you that here's an interesting story. I was 22 and a guy that was in the in a fraternity that my wife had been the little sister to the fraternity came to our house with Northwestern Mutual mm. sold me a whole life policy and I've got a finance degree I should know better um, mm-hmm. and oddly enough Dalton that was a long time ago but it was a hundred and fifty a month and when I discovered like you have about a year in that I had to stop that, that I'd been screwed then I canceled it. And you know how much of my cash value I got? Zero. I lost about the same amount you're going to lose. And I was 22 years old. But that wow. doesn't mean that I would have, you know, that staying in it would have just been worse. Yeah. You're going to pay yeah, 1800 this year just paying into that thing. The bad news for Northwestern Mutual in my case is, is that I've gotten to tell this story now for 40 years about how they screwed me. They've and lost so, a lot of customers, thanks yeah, to you. You know, it's cost them a lot more than the little bit of money they got out of me, and I've gotten almost as much satisfaction as the money they got out of me. So it was worth it. Yeah, but you're not going to get that opportunity, I doubt, as a diesel mechanic. You might, you might tell some other diesel mechanics not to get do business <laughs> with this away. particular guy. But yeah, 
I'm sorry, Dalton, but the actual actual proper correct thing to do is just if you have a hole in your pocket, sew up the hole. Don't keep putting money in it. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured, but, um, you know, I just want to make sure there was no other options, but, you know. Yeah. Like, and don't be mad at your mom and dad. They don't know any better. The financial advisor should know better. But a financial yeah, advisor that sells really. universal life is not a financial advisor. A financial advisor that sells universal index is an insurance agent. They're not a financial advisor. Yeah, that's what I kind of started to learn because my parents also are invested through him, and I found out what he has them on is also another life insurance product. So I think he just, you know. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't really do investments. He just sells insurance. Yeah. He makes a lot of money on it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, he made as much as you lost on this deal this year. Yeah. That's the other thing. So. I talk about this, Dave, in my new book, Breaking Free from Broke. I have a whole chapter on investing traps, and I took a lot of time on the permanent life insurance section because too many young people are falling for this. It's, you it's, know, it's come weird. back it's around. It's come back around. It's got, you know, the TikTok idiots have stepped up and are really hammering this stuff. Well, they call themselves, Dave, tax-free wealth strategists. That's what they, they don't call oh. themselves financial advisors anymore because it's, it's cooler to call yourself a wealth strategist. Here's the, here's the dumb butt part of that, okay? Tax-free wealth strategists. Now, let me tell you how you get tax-free money out of a permanent life insurance policy. Number one, you pay into it for years and years and the years, tune and years. Of 150 bucks pass, a month past this thing he's got no value he's got no cash value right now after a year of paying in 150 just what we've been telling you for years they keep it all once you get past that you finally build up a little bit of horrible Some pocket change piss poor returns and you got two thousand dollars in there you keep doing it for your whole stupid life and that would be a stupid life um and you got fifty thousand bucks in there you know how you get your fifty thousand bucks out tax-free borrow you it borrow it well, guess what? If you go to the bank and borrow $10,000, it's tax-free. Borrowed money never is taxed. It's dumber than hell, but it's not taxed. It sounds cooler when oh you put tax-free in front of it. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Ugh. Of course it's tax-free, you idiot. Not you. Thank yeah, you. Not you, Dalton. But the, the, or her, yeah, Dalton. But the, 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 the guy, I'm a tax-free wealth strategist. Well, of course you are. The way you get your money out, you borrow your own stupid money out of this policy, and you pay them interest. Of course it's tax-free. Borrowed uh, money has never got taxes on it. That's dumb. Don't poke holes in their genius strategy, Dave. It's a, ge- they're a bunch of genius. I'm, well, I'm a tax-free wealth strategist. This is the, I have a hot take for every investment trap, hot take. Go down to the bank and borrow 15000 bucks. That's tax-free. Here's what I say. I said, permanent life insurance as a wealth-building tool is a legal scam peddled by insurance agents posing as financial advisors. It gives them fat commissions and locks you into a lifetime of stupid tax. Dalton is Exhibit A. Mm. And luckily, he's getting out. I'm Exhibit A. He's B. He's B. Dave did it before it was cool. (laughs) Now it's trendy on TikTok. That's why it still makes me mad. Oh, my goodness. Of course, the guy, the the fraternity bro, right? Makes it even worse. You know how long he was in the business? About... 20 minutes after he sold our policy, he was gone. Because that's how 80% of those agents are out of the business in one year. So much turnover. 80%. Well, they must lose their soul in the first three months well, selling that, this no, crap. No, they don't lose their soul until they sold all their family and friends. There we go. And then when they try to sell it to individuals who are actually using their brain instead of the relationship to make the sale, then they find out they lost their soul. Oh. That's what happens. And they get out of the business. They run out of steam. But the business is set up to, the industry is set up to milk your your sphere of influence so they put you in there as a greenie they milk your sphere of influence your natural market and they tell you go after your friends and young people and college students we're going to serve your natural market oh my gosh 
with a tax-free wealth strategy. Shoot me. Brilliant. Just shoot me. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Deanne is in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Deanne. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Hey, what's up? So my husband was laid off yesterday on New Year's Day. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah, really. Um, he, he is, he was a direct operation, so he was right under the owner for a luxury landscaping and hardscaping um, company that works in Buckhead. Um, they work on com- commercial homes and all kinds of stuff. So the business owner um, basically has lost his behind and is dissolving everything. And we kind of have the opportunity to not purchase the business from him, but get the equipment, purchase the equipment for him, from him, what he, for what he owes on it. And then, um, he will give us his client book freely. Um, and he, he's been very open, like wants to, so he's he's closing up shop. He's closing shop, and there's a lot of money left to be made on the book scheduled, and he's washing his hands of it. Um, so my question is, like, how? What's a how lot of money? Um, right now, they probably have two to three months on the books, and I think there's about two hundred fifty thousand dollars on the table, give or take. Uh, on the table being gross revenues, not counting expenses. Right. Correct. Okay. What will those What will those jobs net? You have any idea? I, I don't know. No, Your husband's ops sure. manager. You got to know his margins. Yes. Yes. What would it cost he, for you to he, buy all the equipment? So, um, one machine he owes thirty thousand. It's worth sixty. Another he owes about thirty thousand. It's worth sixty. And then he has another machine that's brand new. Um, it's worth thirty, and it he owes about thirty. Okay. What do you guys have in money? Um. We had about thirty to forty, thirty-five to forty in cash, just mm-hmm. hidden away. Um, we have sixteen in the bank, and um, we still owe eleven thousand on his truck, his personal truck. Do you have to buy all of the equipment no. for this deal to happen? Um, or would he give you the client book anyways? You bought two. Of the, you bought us, the two thirty would, over sixties and leave the thirty over thirty for him. Yeah, he he will give us the client book no matter what. He's very he's very encouraging and will be very helpful. It's, he's very sad about the situation, you know. But he um, just gave up. He just gave up. Yes, he did. He just gave up. Why did he lose his butt if there's all this money laying there? You know, I from an outsider's perspective, I, honestly, I don't know. But they all drive Porsches. They have a big old house in, in Buckhead, and 
it just looks he's he's selling his house, he's filing bankruptcy. It's just all not good. Okay. Um well there's a lot going on here. Number one, let me me stop with the last statement. If he files personal bankruptcy and tractor number one, he owes 30,000 on it and it's worth 60,000. He can't sell it to you. Oh, okay. His plan was, he's told my husband this week to take all the equipment that is owed on back to like the tractor company and, and give it back to him and just say here, you know, I'm done. It doesn't matter anything. If you buy it from the tractor company, that's fine. But here's the thing. Anything that happens within 90 days of him filing bankruptcy, that was an asset can be undone by the bankruptcy court. Oh, okay. It's called a preference period. And you're, you're not allowed to give one creditor preference over another. So, for instance, those voluntary repossessions, your husband takes the equipment over there, turns it in, that dealer is not going to turn around and sell it to your husband the next day, that $60,000 tractor for 30000 Right. And if your husband buys it for 30000 and it's worth sixty, the bankruptcy court's going to come in and say, we could have got more than thirty for that tractor and given it to the creditors. Okay. And they're going to take it away from you. Yeah, that's not good. No, well, okay. no. So um, this guy, he he doesn't. If he is, if he if he files bankruptcy ninety days from now, you'd be safe. Okay. But if he if he files bankruptcy immediately, which it sounds like this guy's very um, emotional, impulsive, yeah, and is probably going to file soon because he's in freakout mode. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Ouch. Okay. Um, so what if we? You know what? What I would do. Own. What I would do is do what he said to do, and um, see if you can talk the dealer into selling it to you as you take the keys over there. Okay. But you need to turn it back into them, and then if they, it's been repoed and what the bankruptcy court would then have to do, I'm not a lawyer, but I deal with this crap all the time. The bankruptcy court would have to come in. The trustee of the bankruptcy would have to come in and come to the dealer and say that repossession that you did, you've got to undo it, which they usually won't do that, but they would undo an individual transaction that benefited your husband versus the creditor. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So here's our strategy. Okay, I, mean, I got I got caught, I got down in the weeds there for a minute, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the book of business. You sound like you are excited about it. Is your husband? Yes. Okay. We're you think he can take excited. it and run it? So in that case, for what sure. I would do is the first thing you need to do is do an autopsy, and you really do need to know what the crap went wrong. Right. Why this book of business is not worth hanging around for. Okay. What what is wrong? What is this guy doing? Is he doing cocaine? I mean, what's the deal? What happened here? Yeah. You know, I got to know if it's the business model that's broken. You don't need the book of business of a broken business model. Right. No, thank you. Yes, I'll take the book of business if I can figure out what caused it. And if the book of business is clean and I can still cut the deals with those guys and they can, I can still make that profit. I'll step into that and go do it. And then I would buy one or maybe two of these pieces of equipment with cash. 
Okay. If you can get them for thirty thousand and they're worth sixty. So that's more cash than we have. So that was my you have next si- you, you have oh no you only have thirty you've got forty and eight and sixteen right. Right. Yes. Two what do you guys? Like what do you are. make? Well, he did make about eighty thousand a year, and we pay. And I make. Um, we paid off all of our debt. Good. Except the one truck. Except the truck. Yes. Um, I quit my job working in the banking industry. Okay. So you uh, wait a minute, let me stop you. Then you got sixteen, and you said you had forty other. Yes. Forty one or something. Forty in cash. Yes. Forty. Okay. So you got fifty six. All right, you get mm-hmm. one piece of equipment, you pay off the truck, and the rest of it's your starter emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you pull off the projects with that? You can rent I, the equipment. Think, R- go rent I equipment so and do the project. Okay. Yes, we could rent the equipment. Yeah, rent the and equipment. And cash flow the rest of the equipment you do need. Do not let that dealer talk you into financing that equipment. Okay. Don't go back in debt. It's not worth it. You'll I get agree. Listen, if this, if this business works, it will cash flow enough to buy equipment for cash. I agree. So just take your time, buy your equipment. Take the which which of the two thirty thousand dollar worth sixties is the best deal and the best piece of equipment. Take that one. If the dealer will tell sell it to you for thirty when you take it over there and turn it in on his former boss's behalf. Okay. If they won't, if they try to jack it up above the loan, then no, don't do it. And do not buy it from your former boss. Buy it from the dealer after repo. Okay. Because the bankruptcy Got court it. will come take it from you. Okay. It's like it's like buying stolen goods from a fenced operation, kind of. Gotcha. Even if you didn't know they're stolen, you're screwed when the police come. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, that's where you're going to end up. It's called a preference period in bankruptcy. You can look it up and you'll see what I'm talking about. But yeah, I, mm. I would buy, I'd spend 30 on this and I'd pay off my truck and I'd have a little bit of cash and let's get going. Let's get going. Resurrect this business. Yeah, it sounds fun. She's got her head around it. Oh, absolutely. That's what was giving me a lot of hope. I have hope for this. Yeah. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Sabrina is in San Antonio. Hi, Sabrina. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Shay. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Hi. So me and my husband, we are on baby step two. We're almost done. We have about 12000 left on our car. And my husband keeps trying to convince me that we should trade it in because we have, I guess, equity in it right now. And so we have 12000 left. 
I carry Blue Blitz our car. It's around 22000 He is thinking we should upgrade to um, a bigger vehicle. Um, so this value of the new vehicle would be 25000 So about 3000 more. Um, and so I just wanted to see your opinion. I refuse to go to the lot because I don't you know, want to make a bad decision. So um, we have about six months left projected um, until we pay it off. And he just thinks we should trade it right now. And we're going to pay it off regardless this year. Um, so that's kind of his mindset. I just want to get your opinion. How old are you guys? Uh, we're 29, 28, and we've done the stupid um, 10 years of car payments, and I'm so over it. But he just thinks we should upgrade to the biggest one, which is the Yukon. Right now we have a, a GMC Acadia, so he's and, wanting and the more. Why do, you need to, why do you need to upgrade? Um, his reasoning, or, you know, the big reason would just be more room. Uh, we have four kids, and um, so there's really no trunk space. Um, so... It's. I know it's silly, but you, you do know they have large SUVs that are cheaper than twenty, don't you? Yes. Does he? Uh, yes, he does. Okay. So part of the problem is we are not on baby step two. You are. Mm-hmm. He's not. Yes. He's wanting to stay into debt. It sounds like he's trading in one car payment for a slightly bigger car payment. Yeah, like his his like view is because I told him you know. Um, you know, the way Ramsey does it is we cash flow and then we trade it in and then we pay the difference. And he's like, well, why don't we just do that now and then pay it off um, all at once? But I'm like, no, I'm so ready to be done. And he's like, it's just 3000 more. And I'm like, well, that's just... Well, the dealer's not going to give you 22 for it yeah. if you trade it in. No, that's true too. But but let's just stay with the concept for a second. The concept though is, is he's willing to be in, he's willing to continue to borrow money mm-hmm. to get what he wants. Yep. When he wants it. Yes. You got a fifth kid in the family. You didn't even know it. <laughs> yes. Mm. So I don't think the car is the issue. I think the car is revealing the issue that you all are not on the same page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm you, that's what's disturbing. Mm-hmm. Because here's what you would really do. If you wanted a bigger car, you mm-hmm. would um, buy an $18,000 one instead of a $25,000 one. And that would get you out of debt faster and you'd have a bigger car. Correct? Correct. Yeah. So I think we have a discussion. I think the two of you need to have a discussion about the fact that the way you feel about debt and the way you feel when he acts this irresponsibly and contrary to what you believe and how you want to, how you're, you thought we were, you know, it sounds like this, honey, I thought we were agreed that we were getting out of debt and staying out of debt. And now you're coming in here and extending the time that we're in debt to buy something that we obviously can't afford. Why didn't you come in here and suggest we buy something 18,000 that is larger because there's 18,000 other SUVs out there. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And why didn't you bring that in? And then we'd have had something to talk about because that gets us out of debt faster and we get a larger car. But instead, you're scaring the crap out of me that I'm going to have to struggle with you the rest of our lives on this money issue. This is really scary for me. 
And you ought to bring that up to him that way. Okay. Because you don't really, you, you, you know, you laughed, but you don't really want to be married to a little boy. You want to be married to a man that's walking along beside you. Yes. Shared goals. And it, it's not cute that you're the mommy. It's not fun for you. That's why I ask how old you guys are, because I was a little bit thinking you were a lot younger, honestly. Like mm-hmm. you were 22 or something, and he still hadn't grown up, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, but maybe he's 29. And, and I, But, you know, no, I would not go along with this. I would not go to the dealership. I will not sign this. I don't believe in it. You're scaring the crap out of me. But the car is not the problem. The problem is that you would bring this in here knowing how that's going to make me feel, that you disrespect mm-hmm. me on that level. If I'm you, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, let's let's pretend Sharon Ramsey came in and suggested we borrowed money. Can you imagine how that would go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's. I'd get pay-per-view tickets to see. Yeah, that, that would be a hillbilly knockdown. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Oh. That'd be a, a one of those fights, right? But, I mean, obviously, we, we've had those fights long ago in our marriage. We got past them, but. I, I want you, I, I'm really concerned that you use this opportunity that, to get the two of you on the same page more than I'm concerned about the car transaction. Mm-hmm. And maybe bringing up, we could buy one for 18. Why didn't you bring me that is a good way to start talking about it. But most of all, I'd, if I were you, I would talk about how it makes you feel when he, um, you know, how it makes you scared that, that he, you know, he's going to mess up everything after you guys have worked so hard to get it cleaned up. Mm-hmm. you know it's just it, at least he didn't come in and go i want to borrow sixty thousand dollars and buy a brand new something you know he didn't say that so he, he's still thinking he's silver lining still Could think he's going to get it paid off in, in a year but but you know that means he's kind of like a two you know on a scale of one to ten right yeah. he's not he didn't go to a, he didn't take it all away we'll make Def the Con. problem slightly worse yeah yeah but Ugh. but but the big problem is is that that's a slippery slope. I mean, once you stick your toe in that water, the, the vortex will suck you in. Mm. You know, it's just like, it's hard to go on the lot of a car dealer and not leave without a car. It is dangerous. It is, because they're fabulous cars. And they're I mean, great even sales, if the sales even if the salesman sucks, the cars are fabulous. You start looking at these new features, and you're like, oh, man. We've got a lot more room. These little kids are on top of each other. I'm having to... You know, the one benefit, though, of having them on top of each other is you can discipline them all at once. That's easier. You just you can, one reach, arm. A, you can reach them all. <laughs> oh, that might be a – that's the parenting style Dave yeah. used to do back in his I, day. I did. I grew up in the day when your mother would reach across the back seat, and you could not find a way – you could not get away. There was no escaping. There was no dodging. It's hard to do in the Yukon. It was within it was within reach. I'm just saying. Well, some of them have automatics that do that now. Automatic moms. They just is that a thing? I'm kidding. That's a feature moms would pay for. I would pay for it as as a grandparent. But there you go. Just (laughs) zap you in the seat if you're misbehaving. Just a little zip zip zip. There you go. Oh, so yeah. The key here is either sell the car private, and uh, you'll she'd have 10k left after that, and they'd save up and pay for a car with cash, or wait, pay it off, then they can sell it and upgrade with cash. Either way. Or, or if you want cash. to reduce the debt, okay? She said she owes twelve. It's worth and, twenty-two. And, and if you sold it for twenty-two, and you bought something for eighteen, you would only owe eight. Mm. You know, and you pay that off in less than a year. Yep. But the, that does—that's not really the strategy. The the reason for bringing that up is to point out that he didn't bother to go that direction. It was going. If he had gone that direction, I'd have actually maybe gone with him. You know, I said sure. Yeah. 
You, you want to move up in car and down in debt? Yeah. That's a plan. Up in size, but not in value. Yep. Um, you actually move down in value going down in debt, but up in size. Yeah, I'm for that. It's like people call up and say, you know, we owe $12,000 on our car and it's worth $12,000 uh, or $10,000 or whatever, or, you know, but it's, a, you know, we have a, you know, a, a tiny little Honda or something and we've got like two kids on the way. What are we going to do? Well, you can move to a $12,000 van. It's a break even yeah. scenario. But don't go further in debt. People use all these events to justify going uh, further in debt. It's so easy to justify going into debt, especially cars. Well, yeah. Dave, it's for the safety and reliability. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. It's yeah. for you. It's for you. It's for you, little boy, little girl. I want my twuck. That's how That's twuck. how they sound. I want my that's twuck. That's all I hear. My twuck. I'm say, sure your grandkid sounds like that. Say that I, one more time. I want my twuck. My twuck. That's Dave's grandkid right there. This is The Ramsey Show. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Lots of things happening here at the first of the year. You know, when you get stuck in a rut, it's kind of like being stuck in an orbit. The gravitational pull of stupid is amazingly powerful. It will hold you in that orbit. Is that an Einstein quote? I I just made it up. It's the new Ramsey theorem. Ramsey theorem of stupid gravitational pull. But not, you know, I've been stuck in an orbit on something. You know, it's just your habit. Is you got a dumb habit. You got a habit of not paying attention to your money, as an example. And if and so when we're doing this thing on this huge, it's already over two hundred thousand people registered for wow. it. Live stream on the eleventh of January. It's completely free, uh, and, and you got to go to RamseySolutions.com and register for it. It's called Breaking the Cycle. And what we're doing is we're breaking out of the orbit of stupid. You got to break the cycle. And sometimes it feels like, oh, it's a family cycle. Sometimes people in, in my world, in the Christian world, call, call it a generational curse, mm. right? Well, it's not a generational curse once you're 26. It's just you're being stupid. It's in our DNA to be broke, Dave. It's not in your DNA to be broke. It's in your behavior that's causing you to be broke. And you've glorified it by blaming it on your family. No, you can't do that anymore. You got to break the cycle. You got to break the cycle. And the way you break the cycle is with new emotions and new knowledge, and new ways of viewing things, a new paradigm, and all of that comes from intersecting with someone that can slingshot you out of that orbit, break the cycle, and that's what we're going to do. It's completely free live stream on January the 11th, and we do not want you to miss it. It's uh, it's at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Make sure you sign up, because even if you can't make that exact time, we'll send you a link to watch it and we're doing a special giveaway with this dave this is cool we haven't done this before ten thousand dollars one thousand dollars to ten different viewers now signing up won't get you in the deal viewing will get you in the deal because we're giving it away during the live to viewers okay but uh, ten different viewers are going to win a thousand dollars to jumpstart their new year we're going to announce the winners live that night as we're broadcasting so that's pretty cool. Must be present to win, apparently. Like that, even digitally. Yeah. You got to register to win at RamseySolutions.com slash break the cycle. The whole thing's free. Dr. John Deloney, Rachel Cruz, George Camel, Jade Warshaw, navigating money anxiety, bad money habits that keep you stuck, practical money tips that actually work. We're going to help you break free of the orbit of stupid. 
That's what we're really good at around here. We are. We are good at it. We're probably the best in the world at it. And um, it's one of the reasons this podcast just showed up on Apple the other day. It was the number one podcast in the world. That was incredible. Out of all the podcasts, millions of podcasts in the world, and we rose to the charts thanks to you all out there listening, subscribing. Well, we've been hovering around 10 or 15, sometimes up to 7, up to 5, but I don't, I don't think we've ever even broken 3. And wow. then we hit number one in December. We beat cool. all the true crime podcasts out there. That's There's a, a lot of those. Goodness gracious. We're in the wrong business, apparently. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe not. But yeah. So, hey, thank you guys, by the way, for spreading the word about the show. You're the ones that did it. Thank you for sharing the show and for clicking the five-star reviews and subscribing and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff helps the algorithms on that. And it drives people to know about what we're doing here. And you are our only marketing plan. So God help us. Thank you. Thank That's you. Thank the you. Truth. And you help us. Uh, RamseySolutions.com slash break the cycle, January the 11th. And uh, man, we'd love to have you view it with us. Samuel is in Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, Samuel. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um, I just have a quick question. My uh, family my parents are in uh, financial ruin and I want to, uh, I want to help them out. And so I just, I need some help, I guess. How old are you? 18. What do you make? So, uh, 37 a year. And what's the situation right. with your mom and dad, hon? Um, well, my dad has been jobless for, since we moved from Madison, um, four years ago, but, their plan was to, uh, for a summer, take us out on a camper and travel the United States and stuff. But my mom got stage four cancer, so he's been taking care of her for four years. And it's she's on, like, hospice and stuff. So I'm the only one that is currently working, and I'm trying to help him as much as I can. And um, I'm actually debating on getting a second job. That's one of the main reasons I'm calling you. So your thirty-seven five is supporting, and he's taking care of your mom while she's on hospice. Yes, but I'm getting a second job, so I'm probably going to be pulling like a hundred dollars a week because uh, I got a bunch. I got money saved and savings and stuff like that, but I'm not paying their bills. I'm just paying for their gas and their, the phone bills. Like our you, you don't live there. No, uh, I'm living by myself. Yes, but I'm still paying their uh, part of their. Stuff. You're, pay, you're paying for their what? Their Wi-Fi, the phone bill, um, some of the propane. How are they and, eating um, if your dad's not working? Uh, my dad's living off his Roth IRA at 50 years old. How much is in the Roth? I bet he did not disclose, mm -hmm. but it's bad. What's the plan when, once the Roth money runs out? <laughs> um, God only knows. I mean... <laughs> I'm uh, I'm setting up. I have about fifteen hundred dollars in investments, and I just opened up a Roth IRA because my company that I work for doesn't contribute to my four hundred one k until I'm twenty one. So okay. what 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 hours what hours do you work now? Uh, third shift. So I work a seven to seven. Seven p to seven a. Yeah, uh, seven p.m. to seven a.m. Yep. Okay. But All right. And I'm um, cutting those. Uh, can, can I be brutal for just a second? Because you're in an awful That's situation, horrible. honey, and I'm, I'm, my heart's aching for you. Yeah. How long has the doc say your mom's got? Well, they just told her that she they, they can do no more. Like, she's untreatable. Yeah. Um, she has a tumor the size of a basketball. Yeah, and the ho hospice is saying she's got how long? Huh? 
don't know. She's just on a bunch of. Uh, she's on a morphine and that's other. Like this is a matter. Stuff. This is a matter of days and maybe a couple of weeks. Am I wrong? No, I mean they gave her a month to live. That was four years ago, and by the grace of God, he's kept her alive. So um, we're just. I mean, we're living on hopes and prayers right now, but. I want to help them as much as my, my dream. I, I, I'm, I'm is not trying to, to be, I'm not trying to be mean. And I'm not trying to break your hopes or prayers or not. I'm not messing up your miracle. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm all in for that stuff. But, um, if that, if the miracle doesn't come, it doesn't sound like she's in very good shape to me. No, she's got, uh, she has major edema, so she can barely walk. Mm -hmm. Um, she's swollen and yeah. my, uh, the, the main reason I'm calling you now, Do you have any brothers or sisters? Man. Yeah, but I don't really talk to them because they do other things. <sighs> no other families helping. Oh, my grandparents are. My grandparents are taking care of my mom while my dad is uh doing like side side stuff, just getting extra. Like he's jobless, but he's got a friend that's uh, hires him for like a seasonal work. So, but that just got done. So all that money went towards paying off the camper and the truck. But now he has nothing until uh, he takes back his. I mean, he opens up his Roth IRA again. Okay, um, your your dad is able to work then when your grandparents are there, and if you're able, I would prefer you to spend some of your day taking care of your mom and your dad to be working, and your dad needs to sell. I, and your dad needs to sell his camper. That's the. Um, that is the main thing that I want to get to is that he's still living on the dream of going with my mom and all of us and traveling the country. And that's yeah. holding him back. Yeah. Well, my you, don't, you don't even out. talk, you don't even talk to your brothers and sisters. You're not traveling the country with them. Well, yeah. And your mom's not leaving with hospice in a camper. He needs to grieve this dream and move forward with reality. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to help your dad out, hon. You working more is yeah. not the answer. I think your dad has got to make some changes and if you can help him to make those changes, and I don't know how you do that at 18 years old. It's but a big that, burden. That's what we pray for. I, I don't I don't think you working and throwing another $300 a week at this is fixing it. Your dad's going to have to make some moves, and I, I'm, I'm so sorry you're facing this, hon. What a horrible thing to have to go through when you're 18. This is The Ramsey Show.